Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the fashions. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? The friendships. Nick's kind of guy you can trust. Kind of guy you can drink beer with. Kind of guy who doesn't mind if you puke in his car. And the one-hit wonders. They call themselves Nana. And their hit song, 99 Red Balloons. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? It's Stuck in the 80s time. Hey, it's your host. It's your buddy, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And this week, the horrible hits of 1980, including this little stinkeroo from the Rolling Stones. And with me to share the pain today, the most hated man... At the St. Petersburg Times, Times pop music critic Sean Daly. This week I might be the most hated man in the state of Florida. American Idol fans hate me. Smashing Pumpkin fans hate me. But I'm ready to dish out my own hate today. Yeah, you wrote some I'm nasty ready, reviews. I, I did, week. but now, I, you know, now I'm nasty. I've been, I've been fired up. I'm furious. I'm taciturn. Is that even a word? Yes! I'm taciturn. It sounds too much like flaccid turn. I, I am... <laughs> I'm furious at the horrible hits of 1980. I'm ready to unleash my vitriol. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. Let's go back in time a little bit. Let's discuss how this came about. because There's, sp- uh, there's spit all over my microphone. I know. Now, you want the cloth and dry it off? Yeah. Use that nice blue shirt of yours. <laughs> it's electric blue, baby. <laughs> Tell the people how this came about. Oh, We just finished doing all the one-hit wonders of the 80s. And I got to admit, it was a sad moment when we finally concluded You were too. extremely sad. I didn't know sad. where we could go from there. But the reason we like those shows so much is because listeners flipped for them. Every time we did one of those shows, which we thought was just kind of like a silly, easy cast-off show, people loved them and said they were their favorites. So we needed another gimmick, yeah. something to sucker the listeners into thinking they were getting real content. Exactly. So what we've come up with is the horrible hits of the 80s. And here's how it works. It's a little tricky here. All of these songs actually charted in the top 100 in the year that we're talking about, in this case, 1980. We have gone through it, and we have picked the 10 songs from 1980, just 1980, that we think are true turds. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's uh, controversial. We got some big names on Yeah, here. there's some big names I mean, names I would say here. that like seven out of 10 are iconic. Easily. And when we're shooting down some sacred cows, baby, let's do it. Number 10 on the list, you've already heard it, Emotional Rescue. Yes, uh, 1980, the 80s were not a very good time for the Stones, you could say. The late 80s was a renaissance, but I believe this was really the the, the major fighting between uh, Mick and Keith. Uh, Keith was strung out. Uh, This is rough. The the 80s were a rough time for the boys. I, I can't stand to listen to this song. Yes, you could be mine. I think the rest, the other album, the rest of the album has, uh, 
I think She Was Hot is on there. But really, the entire uh, uh, Stones franchise was in turmoil. In 1980, well, it had that sort of uh, this song has that little disco beat in the background. I don't mind that. Like, well, uh, some girls had some of that, didn't it? I, I don't mind the disco thing so eh, much. It's just the, not a very good song. Oh, is it? Is it the disco you beat? You are my knight in, in shining. shining. That's um, annoying as hell. Yeah, they they were they picked up the phone, called this one in. Yeah, or oh, the falsetto singing. Does that bother you? It shouldn't bother you. You do it all the time. <laughs> I do. Your voice it's just not a very good song. I, I, I don't no. go back to the song. I, I love the Stones though. I've never heard you talk about the Stones. You like the Stones? Yeah. I have a lot of their albums, but I've never seen them live in concert. Oh, really? Yeah, I had tickets. I had great tickets one time, like fifth row, to see him at uh, Tampa Stadium, the old sombrero. Fifth row, wow. Fifth row. Someone like had you know connections, and uh, I got deathly ill. I think this was nineteen eighty nine or ninety, and uh, deathly ill. I couldn't move. And I remember uh, sitting at home just drinking uh, Nyquil all day, thinking I was drinking Dayquil instead. <laughs> Bad move, sure Spearsy. Come on, really? Bad move. I was in a coma for the whole weekend, so I missed. I had to phone it in, and and uh, somebody else took. Let me tell you a little bit about how uh, press savvy the Stones are. I saw them a couple years ago at the St. Pete Times Forum. I was reviewing the show, and they give me a press ticket that's third row center. Okay, this is probably what that's a thousand dollar ticket. Easy. But the stipulation is is that I have to stay in my seat till the end of the show. Because they've locked the press box at the St. Pete Times Forum. And I say, listen, that's, that, that, we can't do that. I write on deadline here. You know, the Trib and the Times write on deadline. It's a competitive newspaper town. So basically, I had to sneak out of my seat and go up there and find somewhere to write it and send it. But what the Stones wanted to do is basically is to, by holding the press and holding that story, putting it, hopefully, in a really good section of the paper. You know, try to force it on a front page to get better coverage. You know, and also they gave me a bunch of swag, you know, that I had to like give away. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, really, they, they, they treated me great, but it was also very, I was manhandled by the boys a bit. I didn't so much mind it. Amazing seats. I mean, it was crazy. I was like right there to. to... Are those the best seats you've ever had for any concert? Have you, have no, you ever sat no, front no, row? no. I was like, uh, no, I've been front row center a bunch of times. For Toby Keith, I almost got killed. Uh, there's a guy in a red, white, and blue shirt. He's like, come on, why aren't you dancing? <laughs> Why are you writing stuff down? You write about me. I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna get killed here. And I uh, for uh, that Area Two show that had David Bowie, Moby, and Busta Rhymes, uh, I was like front row center, but I was the only one out there for Busta Rhymes. So literally, it was just me looking up front row center of Busta Rhymes, and he's like, Rah! you know, Big Bad Wolf rapping at me. Right? It was very awkward. God. But I digress. But the Stones are great. But 80s, 1980, not a good time for them. Now, Start Me Up was 80s, right? Uh, Tattoo You. 84. Uh, you're right. That was actually Tattoo You. They kind of got it back together. But I think Keith was in a really, really bad way. And Tattoo You, the rest of that album isn't very good, but Start Me Up's good. Uh, Hang Fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang Fire is fun. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, this is a rough time for them. Yeah. Even though I kind of like the Harlem Shuffle and One Hit to the Body, <laughs> oh, which is almost. God, I'm those are unlistenable. My, I'm killing my music critic. Uh, yeah. My, my, I just uh, lost rep. some points. Major uh, trust points. Me, I, why not? I had no points left. It's true. America hates me. I'm the man America loves to hate. It's that damn blue shirt. <laughs> Let's move good. on. Let's move on. Next song on the list. This one should come as no surprise. Take a listen to The Rose. Far beneath the bitter snow lies the seed that with the sun's light. 
Bette Midler, what the hell were you thinking? Yeah, this is this is so unbelievably bad. And let me tell you about the Rose. I was uh, a good Catholic as a boy, Sean Daly, and I had to go to CCD Sunday school. Oh, CCD, CCD. I mean, I don't even know what it stands for. CCD. Somebody tell I me. Know CDC. I know CDC. <laughs> but anyway, I had to go to Sunday school, but they had it in this high school auditorium, and it was kind of progressive. So to keep the kids interested, they play the crazy rock and roll during communion, you know, because they had communion for like seven hundred kids, and they'd always play the Rose. Like that was going to keep us wrapped. They play the Rose, and Yamo be there. <laughs> and like Yamo be there would be hilarious because all these like kids would be kind of rocking to it, you know. But to the Rose, it was mayhem because it was just like it was driving us mad. And I used to get kicked out of CCD like every Sunday, like you know, because I usually would be like during communion I have to go <laughs> or like make some sort of flatulence noise. It'd be like daily, at, you know, back wall. And I'd be like, oh come on, you know. And as I'm walking to the back wall, it's like some say love, you know. I mean, my whole youth it could be a slow mo with the Rose playing and me making flatulence sounds. Okay, I'll give you this. Which would you ra- which song would you rather never hear again? The Rose or Wind Beneath My Wings? Probably oh wow. Probably Wind Beneath My Wings. Yeah. That really that really blows. And from a distance sucks too. And yet I like Bette Midler. If I were out in Vegas, because she's doing the, the new Caesars gig, yeah. I think. Taking yeah. I I'd go see her. I think she's funny. She's brassy, she's sassy. Kind of sexy, but those songs blow monkey chunks. <laughs> I love her as an actress. I really do. Yeah. And, of course, this comes from the movie The Rose. It's 1979. It charted in 80, hence it's on our list. But, uh, uh, you know, Mudhoney recorded a grunge version of this in 88. I really haven't heard that. No, nah, I don't want to hear it either. Anyway, let, we digress. I'm going to give you By a way, song. That was Father Callahan who used to kick me out. Really? Father Callahan. Daily back wall. Some say love. <laughs> oh, man, my parents are going to kill me. There he is. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go on. This song is going to make the rose seem like friggin' uh, Rock Me Amadeus by comparison. Are you ready? Yes. Give it to us, Kenny. Lady, I'm your knight in shining armor. And I love you You have made me what I am And I am yours Lady? By Kenny Rogers? Oh, God What's worse, Lady by Kenny Rogers Or you decorated my life, Spearsy I'm going to say Lady's worse It is, Lady's tough, Lady's brutal Here's the thing about Kenny Rogers He's done some great stuff, right? Just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. That's him. That's Kenny, baby. You what, know what's his place? Do you think in in music history is is it as a country star? Is it as more of a pop star? Is it somewhere in pop between? Pop culture icon, something like that. Uh, you know, when I when I get into music critic mode, I get very earnest. Have you ever noticed that? It's the only time you're earnest. I know. Isn't that weird? Like all of a sudden, my voice gets kind of high. Uh, let me tell you about Kenny Rogers right now. I'm a huge fan of Outlaw Country, Highwaymen, Willie, Waylon, all those guys. What Kenny Rogers did, for better or worse, was bridge the gap between Outlaw Country and Crossover Country. You know, 
I think you don't go from right from Willie Nelson to Garth Brooks. Kenny Rogers in there was hugely popular, not just with the country crowd. I mean, you could say he was one of the first crossover guys too. What about Ann Murray? Someone like Ann Murray? Uh, not to uh, you know, I mean, she had her, she was popular, but not to the extent of Kenny Rogers. I mean, he was huge. You know, Dolly Parton. I imagine on like UHF channels they still have you know Kenny's twenty golden hits, you know, and all the hits go up. Remember that those commercials, and then the ones they're playing would be in white, you know, lady. God. Like, I don't mind Kenny Rod. I, I, islands in the stream. That's okay. You and I. We're like islands in the stream. <laughs> like big friggin' islands in the stream. <laughs> the, uh, now, let me ask you this, though. I mean, this is actually not a Kenny Rogers song. It's actually a Lionel Richie song. If Lionel Richie had recorded this song, would we like it more? Lionel Richie's the better singer, so maybe we would like it, right? Would you say Lionel's a better singer than Kenny Rogers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Here's another question about Kenny Rogers, because you've seen him lately, and he's got all the plastic surgery now. He kind of looks like... Uh, he looks like a Monchichi. Yeah, or he looks like one of the guys from... You've seen the movie He looks Millennium. like an Ewok. He's got like kind of tiny... But the thing about Kenny Rogers, what I thought was really cool, is like, oh, man, I got too much plastic. I mean, he came out and oh, said... Oh, he said it? He, he said, said it. one, I look like crap. And his, like, he's had so much plastic surgery, his, like, his, his, his bone structure and his skin has started to fail, so he has to w- wear the scuba suit underneath his clothes all the time. Oh, my God. True story. Didn't True that. Didn't However, that. his Kenny Rogers Roasters chicken, delicious. Delicious. They don't have them in Florida anymore. That's, that's a, too bad. And, uh, we're, we're all, uh, that's his legacy. It will be. This is actually the first record of the 80s to chart on all four of the Billboard magazine single charts. Wow. Country, Hot 100, Adult Contemporary, and Top Black Singles. And yes, I'm reading that straight from Wikipedia. The Gambler. When the Gambler's on uh, the radio, turn it off or leave it on? The Gambler? Yeah. Turn it off. When Love Will Turn You Around comes on the radio. I love that song. The theme from Six Pack. Yes. We got to do a show on Six Pack. Aaron Gray. A two-parter. Aaron Gray. Is Aaron Michael. Gray the woman in? Yes. Really? Yep. I Her, love Six Pack. Colonel Wilma Deering from, uh, from Buck Rogers in the 21st wow, Century. yeah. And, I'm not uh, crazy Anth- about her, but I remember liking that movie. Anthony Michael Hall is in there. Is he one of the kids? Yep. Is he one of the Six Pack? Yeah. That's- we used to have that at, we, uh, we used to have that at home uh, on VHS. My sister and I would watch it nonstop. She loved it. I love that. Yeah, it was a big cable movie when, when we were young. It was a huge cable movie. I'm surprised it doesn't still make the rounds every once in a while. How old were you in 1980? 13. So. I was four. <laughs> I was 10. And yet we have the same music taste. Uh, Kenny Rogers. So we love him, just not this song. Just not this song. He Sorry, kinda, Kenny. Yeah, that's right. This next song is going to piss off a few people. But here we go. I give it to you, Sean Daly. Worst Eagles song ever. Worst Eagles song ever. I don't know. Some of that new stuff sucks, but it's pretty bad. You and I both looked at each other like, oh, we got to put this one on. Oh, and I don't know what it is about it. I know what we would well, You have this. a personal gripe with Timothy B. Schmidt, don't you? Of course. I don't like his name. You didn't like the B. If it was just Tim <laughs> Schmidt, you'd yeah. be fine. The B was like egging you on. Yeah. Damn you, Schmidt, with your wee beady eyes. I don't like people who use middle initials for some reason. You don't, you don't do it in your byline. I don't do it in my byline when I get a byline, which is what drives me crazy is the initial initial name, you know, like you know S M Daily. Yeah, like you know what, E Cummings <laughs> <laughs> or A A Milne. You can keep your Winnie the Pooh crap. I can't tell you why. I can't tell you why. Off the uh, album Long Run, which somebody was nice enough to send me a copy of when I told him that 
I traded mine away for Rapper's Delight a long many years ago. Oh, really? But uh, for some reason, I don't know what it is. It meanders too long. It's a meandering problem this song has. Hey, do you know who sings back up on this? A little trivia. Go, fire away. Jimmy Buffett. No kidding. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett. Was he buddies with I didn't know was he buddies with the Eagles or was he just kind of doing that kind of shit? I'm sure they were Coke then? buddies. <laughs> they were all Coke to the gills were back they? then. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? Big mounds of blow. Jeez. Big mounds of blow. <laughs> now, I have you ever seen the Eagles live in concert? Oh, I have. You know what? Here's the thing. I grew up on the Eagles. Um we had all the albums. Um but I you know, I saw them in concert and halfway through I saw the Dixie Chicks open, the Eagles, and I was just bored. I'm like, no, I'm kinda done with this. I mean, those songs are so ingrained in my DNA. I'm just like, it was. I didn't need any more. Like when I hear the Eagles come on the radio now, I pretty much turn up, turn off. However, I still listen to Life in the Fast Lane. Are you with me so far? That's my yeah. Favorite I part. love that song. Um, I like uh, Life's Been Good by uh, Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. Here's a question for you: Most, which song is more overrated, Hotel California by the Eagles or Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin? Hotel California. Yeah. You weren't, were you going to say the other one? Uh, come on, Stairway. Uh, come on, Stairway's got, it's like eight different songs. Yeah. I, I got, Hotel California, I've heard it enough times. You know, if I was at an Eagles concert and they started playing it, I'd be like, I wouldn't be one of the ones standing up. I'd be like, uh, <laughs> the beer, the beer line's still open? Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with them. Like, if they came around here, I'd probably send you to see it or something. Oh, he wouldn't send. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> send somebody. I don't mind. Uh, you know, the Eagles are huge, but I mean, I, Don Henley. I probably like Don Henley better than I like the Eagles. Yeah, that's fair enough to say. You know, just dump I love that dirty laundry. Oh, I hate that song. Dirty. Oh, it's so, the guitar oh, it's, solos are badass. Yeah, but the, dirty laundry is awesome. It, it's a plodding piece of crap. When they do the story of my life, the movie star, starring Tom Arnold, you know, <laughs> ding, 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 I want that to play over the the trailer sequence. You know, coming wouldn't, this fall. Wouldn't that be ding, funny ding, ding. if they do your story, your life story in the movies? And my life story in the movies, and Tom Arnold plays both parts. <laughs> I hope they come out at the same time. Like yeah. that'll be a big story. Like the Friday, you know, who 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 would you'd probably do better? I'd probably have a good local turnout. I get the whole sense of it. You have, and you have internet. You have an international audience. <laughs> You're like Jean Claude Van Damme. Go oh, great, thank you. I'm more like a local taste. Yeah, <laughs> we are so bizarre. <laughs> we should just go home now. But we are going to go home because when you hear this next song. You're probably going to turn off your iPods. Are you ready? Yeah, I want to hear it. Here we go. Another brick in the wall. Wow, you know what? This is. Uh, I, I was surprised you did this. In fact, a couple of our coworkers actually sent me an, uh, a message saying, "You guys can't do that. You can't rip on the Floyd." Oh yes, we can. And I'm like, Spears is gonna do it. He's got a story queued up. Uh, yeah, I do. I, you know, I've never understood Pink Floyd. I never have. I've never. I, I've never gotten them. I don't know what it is. Maybe I didn't do enough drugs when I was a kid. But here's here's my Pink Floyd story. Um, freshman year at University of Florida, 1985. Um, I'm living in a dorm hall, a dormitory residence, uh, Hume Hall, which is now it's been destroyed and been rebuilt again, which is sad. 
But uh, there was this. So that, that's not the one that has the Asia. Yes, mural. That, that's the oh, one. That was, oh, I thought the Asia mural still stands. No, it's it was the the hall has been torn down. Did somebody give you a chunk of that the uh, mural. That would have been great, wouldn't it? Could have it on eBay. Hey, it's part of the eagle. Uh, the uh, there's this girl in the hallway now. This back then we had um, uh, not, what's the word I'm looking for when you have co-ed floors. So you had girls on one side of the floor, the guys on the other, and there was just like a you know an unlocked door that separated us. So you could cohabitate all you wanted for the most part. And we did. But uh, there was this one girl that I really liked, but she was really into Pink Floyd. So I'd go over to her room, you know, we'd be there, we'd be drinking our uh, cocktails that we somehow managed to, you know, procure even though we were 18 years old. And she'd put on, uh, was it Dark Side of the Moon? And she's like, oh, I love this song. This really... I'd be like, oh yeah, baby, this is my favorite song. I mean, literally just having to put on like, Dark Side of the Sun, huh? What? Uh, nothing. Yeah, but literally, I mean, just have to fake my way through liking this band because I mean, it was so. Are you guys smoking a lot of reefer at the time? I don't think I don't think we smoked at all. Yeah, but uh, maybe that's the problem. Would that get a Randy Pink Floyd guy yeah. all worked up? Yeah, right but but I I could not fake continue to fake. But the you needed every point. advantage possible. Yeah. to get the deal. Yeah, done. so yeah. I mean, I, I sort of grew to appreciate it to some degree. You would have said that you appreciated Nazism if uh, if it would have helped. Yeah, yeah. I said that. Was that when I said Rob Lowe didn't rape uh, the girl and say it was fire? <laughs> tragic story, though. Tragic story. She, uh, I helped. You know, the school year ends. I still haven't closed the deal with her. You know, and uh, we had we had made a date to show up. You know, hey, I'll meet you at your room at eight o'clock, and we'll say goodbye. And I'm thinking this is it. This is going to become the big moment. And uh, my car breaks down. One of three times my car broke down my, my freshman year and caught on fire all three times. Oh, come on. Yeah, the carburetor. Ford Mustang, 1982. That carburetor would spit out gas and the thing would catch on fire. <laughs> so I'm at the bookstore with, <laughs> trying to put out my uh, car fire. And she's you know, knocking on my uh, dorm room door waiting for me. Ready to give it up to you. Probably. I'd like to think so. And so it never happened. To comfortably numb. Yeah. <laughs> And so years years later, I saw her again um, across a crowded room. Ooh, well, this is very dramatic. In a, in a lounge at, way the, we at the journalism yes. school, and I I knew it was her, and I couldn't bring myself to go over and talk to her. I was I felt just kind of humiliated by the fact that I'd you know blown my chance many years earlier, and I walked out that room and never said a word to her again. So. Well, I have a surprise for you. We have her on the phone. <laughs> That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. Vegas girlfriend would approve. Uh, I'm proud of you. That was your first Vegas girlfriend reference. Yeah, it won't be the last this show. I can tell you that. Um, another brick in the wall. I, I don't know. Pink Floyd. I mean, overrated or not overrated, Sean? Oh, 100% overrated. Okay. Do you think less of me for the whole seduction, trying to fake my, my love of, of Pink Floyd to try to get some? Dude, I think so low of you anyway. I've actually, <laughs> actually helped your cause, to tell you the truth. God. Nah, Pink Floyd sucks. This next song, though... Is going to get everybody on the same page because I guarantee you that there's not a single person listening to this podcast that has anything nice to say about this song. Say. The king of the soft hits. You can't totally hate Leo Sayer, can you? I can totally hate you this song. You make me feel like Speezy. Go 
Dance the night away. You don't like that one? I do like that one. I like his stuff. This is more than I can say. This is rough. Oh, God. This is, this is really brutal. This is this might be the I would say this is the worst song on the list, but I know what we have coming up. Oh God, yeah, we got some bad crap coming up. <laughs> this one hurt though, didn't you get like when a? I need love. <laughs> don't you like when you when you hear this song? Don't you get like an ache in your side, like you just ran a mile and you want to throw up? I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> when you just walked a flight of stairs, and, now and, and, uh, uh, and you're sweating like profusely already. Um, yeah, this one this is one of his best, and I do love the soft hits. Like England Dan and John Ford Coley. I got it on vinyl, baby. I'll rock that shit all night long. But in, a lot of people make this point about 1980, and this is a, this is a good song to illustrate it. 1980 is is sort of you're seeing the death of the soft FM. Oh, definitely. Right. And so we're in this. Well, I is, love the music of the 70s. Eh, I could take it or leave it. Really? Oh, I love 70s music. Nah. There's a lot of good stuff there. No. Who do, I saved Captain Tennille from being on this list. Yeah. Tried to get I don't want to give anything there. away, but there is no Captain Tennille on this uh, list. Because they're awesome. They're awesome, Steve. Basically, Leo Sayre, you can thank him for uh, being stuck in the 80s. Yeah. We well, can also thank him for keeping... Because uh, if he wasn't here, I'd have to say Captain Tennille makes the list. No. I would have I, I really, I shanked you. <laughs> I would say, hey, come here for me. I got the... Ah! He stabbed me. No, I didn't. What are you talking about? <sighs> I'm going to shank you with this next one Because I think this one you're not going to see coming You ready? What's happening? I don't know I'm taking a shot at one of your pop cultural icons Alright, let's hear it Who? Better not be Dylan Dylan didn't really have any hits <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say It's not, it's not Dylan <laughs> Here we go McCartney coming up. All right. Well, here's the deal. I'm a huge Beatles fan. I'm a huge Wings fan. Okay. But this was this marked really this was the death knell of Paul McCartney's creative output. He had some moments. He'd have some moments over the next 28 years. But this was really the beginning of the Turd Fest. Don't you agree? Yes. You like my brave face, which I think he wrote with Elvis Costello. That's a great song. And that was 1987, I think. So I think he's getting a little help there. Right. You know. Uh, and he had some other good stuff. World uh, Tonight. I like the song World Tonight. Spies I, Like Us is delightful. <laughs> that's awful. But no, coming up is Give like... my regards to Broad Street. Uh, uh, the movie had... What had... Uh, oh, has, look, uh, look, I'm back in CCD again. <laughs> oh, come on. No More Lonely Nights? Uh, who gives a crap? That's a great song. You're an idiot. <laughs> wow, there's... There's really truth behind that. There's a little bit of Gina Vivanetto coming through there. When they track our breakup, you know, boom, right there. Right there. There's you the felt point. that one, right? That's I did. A little I low kidney punch. Uh, but come on, you don't like coming up. No, I don't. Um, and I, there's a live version of this song that they recorded, that Wings did in Glasgow, Scotland. And I thought that was pretty good. But the studio version, the one we just heard, awful. You know what I hate, too? Simply having a wonderful Christmas. Oh, yeah, time. yeah. You sound like a Merlin now. <laughs> That's, uh, this is the end, the beginning of the end. That's it. Beatles, wings, then cheat. It's over. The dream ride is over. I got your dream ride for you.
Hey, it's time for Reader Mailbag. Hey, it's the segment where Sean picks out his two favorite emails of the week. What you got for us, buddy? I have good ones this week. They're both kind of Vegas girlfriend-centric. I, I get a lot of emails about that lately, to be honest. It's, it's kind of hard to avoid them. Really? Well, you did it to yourself. I know. Are you, are you enjoying them? No, it's fine. You know, every one of them has been very, very nice. How does Vegas girlfriend, now that she's kind of in a quasi-limelight, how does she feel? About what? That she's, she's being, uh, you know... She's comfortable with it, you know. I mean, it's no secret now that obviously I was in another relationship that recently came to a legal and finite end. Yeah, sorry and, about uh, that. and that's okay. Nice, and, nice tie you wore though <laughs> to the courthouse. It was kind of a comedy moment of the day where Sean walks up to my desk today, and my uh, my coat and my tie are still sitting there from uh, my uh, trip to the courthouse yesterday. He was like, and he made some smart ass comment about you know about why I would have a coat and a tie, and so I just blurted out in front of my whole department. You know, because yeah, I was in divorce very, court, asshole. It was very quiet after that. Yeah, everyone's been giving me a wide berth. But uh, no, she, um, um, the old, uh, the old, the old attachment didn't like so much being uh, never wanted to be referred to on the show, and she never will be. Yeah, this is the most I've ever talked about her. And um, but but Vegas girlfriend, no, nah, she doesn't mind. She's on the blog every once in a while. You'll see her there. So go you know ahead. what was really cool about your tie, too? What's that? Is that after you got the divorce, you went out and you sold two used cars. So that was really... <laughs> nice. da, 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 da. Thanks. So that's what I try to do. I cover over the pain. All right. Letter number one, ladies and gentlemen, from Mr. Ron Martin. Dear Stuck in the 80s crew, I just wanted to drop in and let you guys know that although the podcast was a bit shaky after Kathy left, you two have righted the Stuck in the 80s ship, and everything since Deborah Gibson has been pretty good. Well, that's a real ringing endorsement, yeah. isn't it? Let's hope this thing picks nice, up. Nice picking this letter. That being said, I have a bone to pick with one Mr. Steve Spears, a.k.a. Spearsy, a.k.a. Las Vegas Boyfriend. Hearing about Steve's recent luck in Las Vegas, I thought that I would share in the magic and play true for my girlfriend. Is it Spando Ballet's true? Yes. God, have I taught these people nothing? This song's a piece of shite. Anyway, sorry, I digress. It worked for Spears all those times. I figured that I would score some much-needed extra points. Instead, I got a look of disgust, and she walked out uninterested. I had to attempt the very dangerous hover maneuver in order to get back in her good graces. As Sean may know, this is a very dangerous maneuver, and since I am an amateur, I severely pulled a chest muscle. That's, uh, he got off lucky. I usually pull an ass muscle on that one. By the way, I live in Bloomington, Indiana, and saw John Mellencamp recently at the Red Lobster. I tried to talk to him, but all he could do was mutter something about a portly reporter leaving a floater in his toilet. So I just left him to his mad ramblings. Uh, have I told that story before? Yes. I'm not going to tell it again. No, what, many, many times. What episode was it on? I couldn't remember. Do we know? All right, go no. find it. Anyway, thanks for all you do, guys. And I'll remain here in Bloomington, stuck in the 80s. Ron Martin. That's a good letter. Yeah. No, he gets me, us a little bit. He zings us. Yeah. You know, the, the whole true thing, it's, it's funny because it came up again last night. Last night uh, on Showtime, on Penn & Teller's uh, uh, TV show Bullshit, right. they finally ran the segment featuring Stuck in the 80s. And um, I didn't know how much of it was going to be about me. I, they'd interviewed me. They came down for the day. I think we already talked about this. The, the producer came down, really nice guy, David Wechner, and... Uh, uh, they interviewed us all day. They filmed Sean and I doing a podcast, that which actually never ran because the, the sound quality was so bad. And um, they interviewed me for like three or four hours. Well, they boiled down to like ninety seconds on the show. But one of the questions they one of the questions they zinged me on, I guess, was I mean I, they must have asked me fifty or sixty questions. 
But they had asked me, you know, is there a song that has a particular meaning to you from the 80s? And I said, well, Spando Ballet True, because it reminds me of this one time I went, you know, dancing with Robin and uh, the the date that never ended where I stood outside her door for like three hours trying to get a good night kiss and I couldn't do it. Painful, painful memories. And it cuts away to me slowly turning and you can see the glistening as my eyes start to well up with tears. Did they really, though? I don't know. That's right. They I, pull a, a special effect on you. Or probably, something? probably. It looked like it could have been Kool Aid, but uh, it was it was a painful moment to have to uh, have uh, relived in front of a national audience. But, but hey, look, you know, uh, millions of people saw you last night, or at least me and Jen. You never know. I'm sur- I was proud of you. I've heard nothing but good reviews. I heard you look devastatingly handsome. I look devastatingly portly. <laughs> My God. I'm the one who got called a portly reporter, leaving a floater in Mellencamp's yeah, toilet. I know. I like that. Go on to the next letter already. Yes. The next loud. letter is from Cylon, which sounds very cyborgian. <laughs> I bet he's a smash with the ladies. <laughs> from Cylon. Dear Steve and Sean, I have been listening to your podcast for about two months, and I've become a huge fan. How I became familiar with this show is rather amusing considering the recent events. The person who got me hooked on the podcast is none other than the person known to fans and listeners as Vegas Girlfriend. Of course, I've been friends with her long before Steve met her in Vegas. Last week, I was listening to the Vegas podcast while doing laundry in my apartment. As I was hearing all about the fun that happened in Vegas, I began to wonder if Steve would mention my friend's name. Little did I know what was in store. When you began talking about Vegas Girlfriend, I had no idea it was my friend you were talking about. But the minute you called her on the phone and I heard her voice, I knew for sure. Hilarious. Good for you, Steve. By your command, I remain stuck in the 80s. Cylon. Ah, very nice. Cylon, a guy or a girl, do we know? It's a guy. It is a dude. All right, thank you, Cylon. Very nice. And Cylon has uh, ordained your relationship to Vegas Girlfriend. Yeah, he has. What's kind of cool, too, is, you know, the whole... Remember last week we talked about how the fact that I've become more veggie now? Yeah, it's really freaking me out. A couple of your coworkers have, have, have mocked you a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You know? But, but, you, but the thing about your vegetarianism is I'm going to bust your balls a little <laughs> bit here, is that you're very uh, outspoken about it now. You're very, you make a big deal about the fact that you... Oh, looks like it's a veggie platter for me today. You love that, and then, but then this is what I love. I got to tell this story real quick. So we go down to the, the, the cafeteria together the other day, and I get some sort of meat hoagie, you know, all meat with like meat for the bread too, you know. And you like, you're like, well, looks like I'm going veggie today. And I'm thinking, oh, the guy's gonna be really healthy. You then proceed to put a pile of mashed potatoes. <laughs> Akin to Richard Dreyfus's Potato Mountain in Close Encounters, a big butter and and I think uh, there's gravy on there, and then you had oh, and then you had the macaroni and cheese next to it. <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, those were the three vegetables they had. <laughs> macaroni and cheese isn't a vegetable. Well, it's not a meat. Anyway, well, I'm proud of you. You look great. A lot of people have commented that Steve has lost weight and his 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 skin has that health pink glow again. So good for you. But don't go pulling your healthy BS on me when you're, like, mowing down carbs like a marathoner. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Hey, it's a segment where we play a clip of a movie from the 80s, and if you can name it... Eh. Really? <laughs> I don't have any Funyuns right now. I have, uh, what do I got? Napkins from the Traymore Cafeteria. I saw you kept the giant, the, the giant Funyun wrapper, though, under your it's desk. It's a reminder. Can... It's a reminder that I need to go get more Funyuns. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but we don't really have much in the prize vault these days, but you never know. Keep, your, keep, uh, keep listening. You never know what will happen. 
Here was last week's mystery movie moment. Listen, buddy, if you're looking for the Diet Frozen Yogurt Bar, it went out of business last summer. I know Sean knows this one. I've seen it twice, like, in the last two weeks. It's on cable all the time. That is The Lost Boys. The two Corys. Two Corys. Very good. Some of the winners this week include John Stalard, who says that Jamie Gertz makes him happy in the pants. <laughs> of course she does. Yeah, God, Jamie Gertz in uh, Less Than Zero in the uh, hallway. Oh, my Lord. That is so, so hot. See, that's what I need. Who, Instead of dating all these like, nice women with, with good, you know, good jobs and uh, healthy outlooks on life, I need some sort of like, disastrous, drug-fueled model. Yeah. That'd be awesome for me. Who would you rather? Jamie Gertz or, going back to last week, Dana Delaney? Oh, man. You, you got, you're amazing with this. Dana Delaney Gertz. I'm going to have to go with Magnamara, Dana Delaney. Yeah. You know? I might Gertz switch. I might go with Gertz. Think, well, here's my thing. And I'm pretty perceptive about, about these matters, is that I think that Gertz, you're going to find she's a good girl in the sack. You know? Yeah. I am going to find that out? Yeah, probably, with the way you're going these days, my lord. You're like the town pump. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, I think Delaney's, uh, she's a wild child. I think there's just a wild card there. I'm going with Delaney. How about you? Really? I'm going to go with Gertz because if you put glasses on Gertz, it becomes the Vegas girlfriend. Wow. Did you just set me up for that whole thing? No. Was that just I just, no, I just to it just occurred to me. No. Gertz? No. no. Well, aren't you glad I picked Dana Del- Dan Delaney? Yeah, because I'm, I'm not uh, banging your girlfriend. Yeah, please. Yet. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sorry. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery movie moment. That's great. That's great. You know, you, you got a lovely family, and uh, I'm a goddamn amalgam. Sean Daly, any guesses? I have no guesses, my friend. However, you what? so bamboozled me and yourself after that whole Jamie Gertz hot thing, Dan Delaney thing. Uh, you forgot to mention the other winners oh, of this week's Mystery Movie I'm Moment. May I, may I have the honor? Yes, you may. Titans for Life. That's a new winner, isn't yeah. it? Titans for Life. Yeah. Carlos Hernandez, Don Leach, and your favorite, the man known only as Rowan. Yeah, he's my favorite. He is. If you know this week's mystery movie moment, email me at stuckinneedies at com, and you too can be a meatless sausage product. <laughs> ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Hey, it's time for our weekly segment where we play a song from the 80s, and if you can name it, uh, I'll probably forget to say your name on the air too. No, you'll remember this week. Yeah, this is a good one. Ready? Yep. Here was last week's mystery tune. Everybody got this one. It was the Bengals with Eternal Flame. You like that song, Sean? No. Really? You're not a Bengals fan? Uh, I like like three or four Bengals songs. That's not one of them? No. Manic huh. Monday I can do. Uh, if she knew what she wants. All right, isn't that what it is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but not this one so much. Yeah. I like their cover of uh, Hazy Shade of Winter, which every time I hear it, I think about banging Gertz in a hallway. <laughs> God, it's amazing how wonderful life is. It all yeah. just comes around again. Stuck in is one big circle. You saw that one <laughs> coming, didn't you? <laughs> All right, tell the people who won this week. Many winners, many winners got this one right. James Haskins of Royal Oak, Michigan. Gordy uh, 
McDowell? McDougal. McDougal. Gordy McDougal. I'm sorry. I'm, How could I'm, you misread that? I'm still, I'm a little aroused in here from the Jamie Gertz and glasses thing right now. Oh, sorry. Christ. Tommy uh, Doucette of LA. Country P. Johnny B of Athens, Georgia. Joe Bellinger and Giblet Croft. Giblet Croft. Who finally explains her unusual name to Come us. Come on, really? Yeah, she sent me an email. You ready for it? Yeah. Here we go. This is from uh, Giblet. When I was a freshman in college in 1988, there were about seven Jennifers in my sorority, so nicknames were a must. We were watching The Sure Thing one lazy afternoon when, when Nicolette Sheridan called John Cusack's character Giblet as she drifted <laughs> in the pool. My sorority mom turned to me and immediately bestowed on me the moniker of Giblet. For whatever reason, it stuck, and soon after that, I legally changed my name. Oh, come on. From Jennifer to Giblet. Fortunately for me, my mom embraced the change, and whenever asked about how it came about, she made up a new story each time. No, that is BS. Are you, are you smiling? Is that a lie? No, that's what she sent me. I have no reason to doubt her. I mean, Giblet Croft is a badass name. Oh, it's a great name. But come on, this must be a whole part of the game. Is that she makes up, she has now, you know, uh, advanced the lore of the name by saying this whole short thing. Uh, I love the fact, though, right? that it's based on the short thing. We, we never, we I don't give that, that Ghibli, movie I think Giblet Croft is, is yanking, your, uh, yanking your chain, my friend. Um, I think this is all advancing the lore, which I love. I think it's adorable. Now it's for an international audience. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I love it. I, I think I'm it's a great I'm calling your story. bluff, Jibs. I am calling your bluff. <laughs> Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery tune. Go for it, Sean. No. Really? No. Huh. No. <laughs> no. If you know it, email us at stuckinese at tampabay.com because in this podcast, someone is always a wiener. Hi, Steve. Hi, Sean. This is Stacy in Las Vegas. I just wanted to say that after listening to all the podcasts that I had heard that Steve was, and expected that Steve was legendary with women throwing themselves at him, and that's absolutely true, uh, except for the fact that when he was here, he only had eyes for one girl, and that would be Vegas' girlfriend, and um, Sean, you're going to be absolutely jealous because she's gorgeous. So I just wanted to let you know that I really enjoy your podcast. Thank you. Keep up the good work. And I'm still stuck in the 80s. Bye. Oh, my old friend Stacy in Las Vegas. Lovely. Gorgeous. It, Says Vegas girlfriend is gorgeous. She is gorgeous. I had her pegged for a sea hag. <laughs> nice. But maybe I, I am, I'm wrong about that. No. Well done, my friend, as always. We have two songs left. I can't wait till your spirit's broken again. Is that wrong for me to say? Yes, <laughs> on many levels. Come on, you know I'll be able to pick you up. Yeah, it's like no. Munchausen by proxy. What the hell? <laughs> Just go on. We have two songs left. We saved the two worst ones for last, and I think uh, one of these is going to come as a surprise, and uh, one of them will not. Are you ready? Yeah, the first one's a little silly. Go ahead. Fire away. Here we go. Sexy 
Sexy Eyes by Dr. Hook. My mom had this album. The beautiful uh, and talented Mary Daly. I think I, I, I might have it at home. Sexy Eyes, Dr. Hook. Really? I think the album cover is two uh, dice and the snake eyes are sexy eyes. You know, it's the sexy eyes. I know nothing of Dr. Hook. I really I don't, don't either. I was hoping you wouldn't throw that back at no, me. No, I'm not throwing it back at you. I'm just saying. I, sexy eyes, sexy eyes. Oh, painful. I met your mother. You did meet Mary Daly. Yeah. We look alike, don't we? Uh, right down to the bosoms. <laughs> right down to the bosoms. But, the uh, Sean Daly story. Yeah. No, she's a very nice lady. I know nothing about sexy eyes or Dr. Hook. I think someone famous was in Dr. Hook. <laughs> I think both uh, McCartney and Leo Sayer. He's neither a doctor nor does he have a hook. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I can't even believe this is an 80s song. What's that from? I have no, no idea. That's from like... <laughs> Oh, we are losing it. Mm. All right. If you know anything about Dr. Hook, please send in your notes to Stuck in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. And we will send you an empty Funyuns wrapper. We could do that. <laughs> I'm not doing anything we'll with it. We'll sign it. We'll sign it. Yeah. We'll put a butt prints on it or something. We have saved. So the winner, you will reveal the real name of the Vegas girlfriend to the winner. The first name. They will know now know. Oh, sure. Why not? Really? I mean, so, people want to know. No, nah, they crave every little thing about you. Why would they crave that? You don't say the name of the forever fiance or the. Yeah, but I think I, I you know, you know, it slip every once in a while. But everyone knows it's Helga. <laughs> All right, here we go. Our final horrible hit of nineteen eighty. With whatever, is so bad. And I was surprised you agreed with me because I thought you loved this guy. I do and, like, love every this guy. time you write about this guy on on your blog. People cry. People cry. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's always like some message from like Tony Ann saying, "Oh my coworkers, they think they're wondering what's wrong. I'm crying every time." And yet you agree with me that this song. No, this is it. Is I, horrific. Here we go. Let's taunt you no longer. Longer than there have been fishes in the ocean. Higher than any bird ever flew. Longer than. There've been stars up in the heavens. I've been in love with you. Dan Fogelberg, what did you do? Wow, that is so brutal. Longer. You know what kills me is when we were going, we were looking at the list of of the hits of uh, 1980. This one was like, you know, I don't know, ranked about in the middle. But uh, I would have sworn, I would have bet money that this was a song from like 1968 sure. or 72. It doesn't sure. sound like an 80s song at all. Oh, I'm going to make a prediction right now. Predi- I'll bet you two giant piles of mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese that you hear from, I'm going to say, I'm going to put the over under it, eight listeners and or readers who said that they got, this was their uh, wedding song, that their first dance, they danced to longer. Really? Yep. Ready? You want to take that bet? Two giant piles of your favorite vegetables. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese and mashed potatoes. <laughs> I bet you hear from people when they got the, this is their wedding song. Okay, I'll take that back. Okay. I really doubt it. Longer really than. Doubt. I love you, baby. I love you. We'll forever be stuck in the 80s. <laughs> Divorce three years later. Yeah. <laughs> 1989 was a tough year for all of us. <laughs> no, I, God, I hope not. Please tell me. You know, Jeff Acuba, he's about the right age. 
Yeah. Maybe him. And he'll have some lo- brilliant, long-winded defense of it that he can see right through. Yeah. I miss that <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, where's he? He's, he's, he's back, back in Cuba now. Actually, when I was getting pounded on, actually, he's, he had a couple funny things on my blog. When I got, got getting ripped on this week by people, he was so jealous because he's also, he's a, you know, deals with the public all the time. And there is some sort of validation when people say you suck ass. It's kind of nice that they have such a you know visceral reaction to you. Yeah. So Jeff's around. He's making a big comeback. Yeah. Yeah. Hope he comes back but up he, here I, He definitely got married. Let's say for sure, without doing any fact-checking, that Jeff in Cuba, his wedding song was longer by Dan yeah. Fogelberg. I'll, be, I'll bet you uh, Sexy Susie. <gasps> and, and your Do the famous... people know what the Sexy Susie is? No. It's Let's not fa- tell them. No. Let's, yeah. let, it, let it lie. You can email us with what you think the sexy Susie is. Yes. I guarantee you'll be wrong. <laughs> and we'll send you one. We'll send you one. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, winners, I, I want to say this before we let go. Uh, last week, we were, said we were going to give away five pairs of tickets to the Regeneration Show uh, here in Clearwater at, on August 30th, and uh, we have named the winners. Are you ready for them? Yeah. They've already been informed via email. They know about it. But just the rest of you can feel uh, really uh, you know, bad. John Sharp. Anibal Rodriguez. A-Rod's going to be there? Yeah. Now I might go. And his wife. Dominic Cazario is going to be there, our buddy. Dom, yeah. Chris Stanton uh, and Marjorie Yant. And the backstage passes actually went to Chris Stanton. Hey, did, are any of these people from out of town? No, they're all like within the two-hour two driving range. Yeah. Cool. So, but, uh, oh. You should sign their ticket stubs for them. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they want. They get a chance to have Martin Fry do it or Steve Spears. Or Vegas girlfriend. She will not be here. Yeah, she won't. <sighs> Sorry about the sea hag thing. Yeah. She's lovely. I've seen a picture of her. She's, she's yeah, absolutely you, stunning. Sean she's has seen photos of her. She's not a sea hag. Not the photo of her, but photos oh, of her. Christ, you know, you and your pictures. I don't want to see any more pictures on your phone. It's creeping me out. <laughs> hey, if that's all we've got for this week. <laughs> right now I'm saying it's the greatest show we've ever done. Are you? I'm predicting that, too. I will bet you. Another pile of mashed potatoes. Yeah, go maybe ahead. some Wrap rice. It up. Some Wrap rice. It up. I love it. Yeah, We're rice. Gonna... Another one of your favorite. Yeah, vegetables. with with chicken gravy on top. <laughs> I don't think that's vegetarian, Steve. Shut up! It's all they've Look, got. Everybody, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> uh, along with Dan Fogelberg, my friend Sean Daly, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the '80s. Longer than there've been fishes in the ocean. Higher than. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. I am in love with you. I love that show. That's good. You're going to tell me it sucks. You know no, it was what? Good. It was good. I have such high hopes for that show. You're going to call me and say, dude, it's not as good as we thought. No, it's fine. I don't see why it could be bad. It's funny, I, right? I don't, I don't, I almost, I'm almost, it has no I much... shout throughout the entire thing. I was looking at the gauge. Can you give me some better flatulence noises, maybe? For, for the Father Callan? It was Father Cronin, too. I f***ed it up. Kevin Cronin? Father Kevin Cronin? <laughs>